Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. So this is part two in the series Spiritual Warfare. Uh, Why do series on spiritual warfare? Well, the first reason is is it doesn't really get talked about a lot. And I've read quite a few books on it um, over the years. That doesn't mean I'm an expert, okay? Uh, I hesitate to use that word because I had a very knowledgeable ex-military ex-military boss that I cared about a lot he was really great and he used to tell me he says you know what a you know what an expert is an ex is a has been and a pert is a slow drip under pressure so that's why I don't ever use the term expert a lot of people who call themselves experts uh, like to hear the word but here's the thing spiritual warfare it doesn't really get addressed a lot. It doesn't get addressed a lot because, let's just face it, it's kind of a spooky topic. And anytime you're standing up in front of a church full of people and you say, hey, you know, there's conflict going on, and here's what you need to do about it, and by the way, you're going to have to change your behavior in order to make it stick, uh, that doesn't really uh, get the uh, coins in the plate real fast. And that topic doesn't give people warm fuzzies. I mean, it's a pretty harsh topic. This particular cast is, I'm going to say, devoted to a short talk about demons. Now, depending on what circles you're in, you may hear a lot about this topic, or you may not hear a lot of uh, anything about this topic. Most of your standard uh, evangelical Protestant groups, liturgical and non-liturgical, and by liturgical I'm talking about Episcopal, Presbyterian, uh, uh, Methodist, Catholic, you know, uh, Lutheran groups and uh, Baptist and, and varieties of that don't really talk about that a lot. You're not going to hear the topic of demons a whole lot. Um, mind you, it's not like you have to talk about it every Sunday, but being that we're in a battle for ourselves and other people every day, uh, it ought to come up more frequently than it probably does. Whereas, uh, now, there's the Pentecostal groups and the Assembly of God groups and your charismatic groups. A lot of those people talk about it a lot. Uh, And what I'm trying to do is strike a balance. And the balance that you need to strike is not, oh, well, you know, L.A. says you need to do this. It's not that. Is look at, the, look at what Jesus did. 
Jesus didn't run around in his ministry screaming and yelling at people about demons. He handled it when he got a situation that had a demon in it. He handled it, but he didn't go on and on about it. And guess what? He didn't talk to these demons very long. Look at the incidents in the New Testament where, where Jesus meets a demon or demons. And even uh, in Acts. Now, here's the problem. Demonology, which is the study of demons, is worth some study, but don't get wrapped up in it because it can pull you in and uh, really get you into a lot of extracurricular material that is not that, that may be really uh, interesting but not edifying and by edifying I mean building building you up and making you more mature and strong in the Lord okay but but you do need to know how to battle these battle these things now what are they first of all Demons are fallen angels. In the Bible, the Bible uses the same word, usually, with the exception, I think, of the New Testament. In the Old Testament, uh, it's the same word. The word for angel. Why? Because the real difference in a good angel and a bad angel is their intent and their relationship to God. Good angels have a fantastic relationship to the living God. Bad angels have no relationship because he's cut them off and cast them out. And they're Now, here's the thing. They're eternal beings, so their punishment's going to be forever. But the first thing is, don't dwell on demons but guard yourself against them now how do you do that well of course you, the word is number one but there are things that you need to watch out for in your life that in that actually is a doorway for them to harass you now here's here's a principle and and it's it's a strong one Number one is this. Primary principle is demons cannot possess people that belong to Jesus. If you belong to the living God through Jesus Christ, they cannot possess you. It can't happen. Why is that? Why, L.A., just because you said so? No, no. No, it's because the Spirit of God lives inside of you, and lightness, light and darkness cannot coexist. The power of God inside of you burns out and keeps demons away. However, they can harass you. Now, how can they do that? Well, move stuff around your house? No, not necessarily. But here's here's the thing. What they can what they can do is whisper stuff into your ear, you know, or into your mind and make little suggestions. If you've ever been in a situation and, and 
you hear this crazy suggestion of, you know, that person's smart enough to you. You gotta smack them in the head. Just really wild suggestions that come up. Some of those can be suggestions that demons are putting in your head. Now, I need to also say right here, mental health professionals do not believe in demons at all. In fact, uh, Minerth and Meyer, the Minerth and Meyer Clinic at one point, and these are Christian uh, psychologists, had basically said no demon you know they I don't believe that demons are interacting with people at all I think it's all chemical stuff well here's the thing they really don't know if if the chemicals start the problem or if the problem starts the chemical imbalance but but and it goes back and forth but anyway let's get back into this um, the fact that demon oppression and possession occurred I believe is a historical fact because it's in the New Testament and and uh, we see uh, evidence in the Old Testament as well so here's the thing though they can harass you Some, sometimes it's self-inflicted harassment now what do I mean by that if you bring something into your life that overtly has a occult or uh, demonic connection to it, all right, you open yourself up to harassment, and it can be bad. Now, what do I mean by that? It can be as something as serious as a book of own witchcraft. Or a book of witchcraft, actually, I should clarify. And it can be something as simple as getting horoscopes involved with stuff. And astrology. You know, people say, oh, come on. Now, I mean, you know, it's just predictions and jazz. Well, you know, divination is divination. Divination is predicting the future outside of what the future God's got for you. That's what, that's what it is. Um, the real serious part of that is also this. Pornography is a gateway into that realm. It will open up demonic activity right in your face. Whether it's through the internet, through printed material, through... And by the way, uh, Netflix and YouTube <laughs> and, and shows that are just pretending to have all that jazz, but they got a bunch of nude people running around, it's the same dang thing. I mean, for real. So, you know, you're thinking, well, gee, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. That's true. It will open the door because you're basically what you're doing is you're giving Satan a foothold. Basically, you're sticking your hand out and say, hey, grab my hand. I'll pull you up. And you do. And then he stabs you in the back. 
So, cleansing your space, your house, of that stuff. And, and it's harder than it sounds, okay? Because sometimes we store stuff and we've got books on jazz that we never really thought of too much that may be hanging around. And yes, uh, by the way, evil spirits, demons, can attach themselves to objects. Uh, there's a section in the uh, in the book of Acts where basically this town you know had a revival and they took all of their satanic and occult uh, literature took it outside and burned it you can look that one up why? because this kind of stuff just it literally is inviting evil spirits to come and harass you so it's important that we know they are not all-powerful. And if any Christian wants to combat that like Jesus did, then you have got to follow Jesus' instructions on how that works. You know, because the, there was a, a one situation that the apostles came and said, hey, we can't get this demon out of this kid. You know, what's going on? And Jesus said, look, you know, if I remember correctly, he said, "Ye have little faith." First of all, to the apostles, and then he says, "Oh, this one comes out with with only with prayer and fasting." So, you know, don't think it's as easy as people make it sound. And by the way, uh, there are people who use witchcraft to cast demons out. That is playing it's just basically covering yourself in gasoline and running around a fire because that can go wrong in five million different ways but that's for lost people people who have a relationship with Jesus should never even have that kind of stuff in their possession why do I know that? well, you know, they burned it in the book of Acts and everybody was in agreement with that <laughs> so now, am I suggesting you you go start a bonfire? Well, I'm suggesting you stay away from the, that material. So, with that in mind, the main idea is this. If you want to combat demons, first thing you have to do is get the footholds out of your life. Because what they do is they get footholds in our flesh. And it's really easy. And unfortunately, our flesh is weak, right? And so we get in situations where we get compromised. And if you get compromised in the, in the flesh, you need to repent and quit it, confess it to God, and turn around and do the opposite. Agree with God, you know? So getting rid of the footholds is the first thing. The second thing, is if you're going to do combat and try to cast a demon out of somebody you need to be a mature prayed up learned up believer because believe me I've 
seen people with demons in them. And, it, and even Christians, if you're not doing that the right way, that can go wrong. And you don't want that. I think one example, you know, Jesus said is, you know, hey, if you cast a demon out of somebody and now the demon leaves and doesn't find anybody and then finds seven more, you know, and then he comes back and says, hey, I'm just going to go back to my old house and goes back to that same person and sees it's all clean and put in order. So then he goes gets seven more worse than than himself and then the person's in the in a worse state. That's, you know, and that's Jesus warning people, look, when someone gets a demon cast out of them, they got to have the spirit put in them to keep the spirit from coming back. Otherwise, they're worse than they were before. So, they are living intellectual entities that are bent on the destruction of all people. Saved or lost, they don't. They won't. You know, they'll. If you're lost, they'll use you till you die. If you're saved, they want to keep you beat as possible. And how they do that? They get footholds in your life through your flesh. So you eliminate that, and you can, and then you can start to fight back. So, want to encourage you that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the most powerful force in existence. And if you have a personal relationship with him, he loves you. And you have a personal relationship with the most powerful force in existence. But you still have to grow. You have to be a channel. A channel. And a channel has to be perfected and molded and made where it's as efficient as possible. That's why we have to be mature. That's why we have to pray up and, and learn up. You know? So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you. To keep Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do his will in his word.